Hare Krishna. Welcome to Sangatan An. This is your host, Anandamurai Das. Big part of our mission here with Sangatan An is not only to spread the inspiration, the innovation, and the motivation of performing the Sangatan Yagya in Srila Prabhupada's movement as far and wide as we can, but also to understand on a deeper level the engine that's running that mission. And that is the BBT. The BBT is the publishing company, as many devotees know, that was put together by Srila Prabhupada in order to publish his books. And I know for some of us, we may forget that the BBT is still doing so much. Some of those things include translating books into other languages, uh, you know, updating layout design and book printing and making sure that books are, are being printed at the highest quality, as well as, you know, countries where books have never actually even been translated in their local language finally being translated. So there's so much actually still going on at the BBT. And a big part of what we want to do is bring all of our awareness up in regards to what does the BBT do and what is actually the BBT. So today I sit down with Kaishori Devi Dasi, who's an editor at the BBT for North, Amer- for North Europe, Northern Europe. And uh, we have a, a really wonderful conversation just kind of about her experience at the BBT, a bit, a bit about the ins and outs of the BBT to help us get a, a broader understanding of what actually is this, this entity that Srila Prabhupada organized so that his books and, and books spreading the, the philosophy of Krishna consciousness can be uh, propagated for the next 10,000 years. So thank you for joining us in this podcast and thank you for listening. Please subscribe. Please share this with anyone that you feel would be inspired, uh, anyone that you feel like would benefit from, from knowing more of this and kind of becoming more familiar with this entity that Srila Prabhupada started as the BBT. We're very grateful that you're here. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Welcome to Sankirtan An. This is your host, Anandamurari Das. We have the vision and the mission that by giving, we grow. And a big part of what we want to do here is come closer to that act, that practice, that process of giving Krishna consciousness to others through the medium of Srila Prabhupada's books, through the medium of the Holy Name. Uh, And a big aspect of that that Prabhupada has started is the BBT, this Bhaktivedanta Book Trust, which has been the engine uh, for producing Srila Prabhupada's books as well as his disciples' books. And so today, I'm very excited. We're here with a wonderful guest, uh, Her Grace Kishori Devi Dasi. And she is an editor at the BBT. And we have her on here today just to kind of get a little bit more insight about what, how, how the BBT is run, or, or excuse me, how the BBT runs, how it kind of moves, the inner workings of it, and a little bit of insight on how books actually go through and finally get published. So thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you. And I wanted to start off just in case people don't know you. I, I was telling you before we got on that uh, I had, when my, when my Guru Maharaj, His Grace by Shesh Prabhu was writing his book, I was hearing your name all the time because he was talking about how Kaishori is wanting me to send more drafts and he was, you know, he had to really focus on getting drafts to you. Uh, so I'd always hear your name. But 
I'm having the privilege of meeting you for the first time and many devotees that may not know you as well. Maybe you can just kind of introduce yourself. What's your role at the BBT? How long have you been there? And kind of where, where are you from? How, how did you kind of get involved with Krishna consciousness even? Okay. Um, well, I'll start with that question. I'm from Toronto and I joined there in 1975. And um, have been working with the BBT. I've been working in publishing for many years, but I've been working with the BBT for maybe 16, 17 years now. Um, I work with the North European BBT. Um, where we print in 45 languages. So each of our team members manages some languages. I have, I think, 13 or 14 languages that I oversee and oversee the editorial development there. And um, uh, what else? Anything we're doing in English that's, that's um, innovative or new production, we try to do, we actually tend to do it at our BBT mostly nowadays mm. rather than other BBT divisions. And and when you're overseeing a language, what what does that look like? I mean, I'm, I'm, do you speak 13 languages that you oversee? No. Or okay, what is that what does that mean to oversee like the production of a the printing in other languages? Well it means we have we have um, translation and editorial teams in in all these languages and I try to help those devotees find good methodologies and mm. work with good systems, good good editorial systems, so that we get good quality books. Um, many of the books were translated. Many of Prabhupada's books were translated in the you know the early 80s into the 90s and were done very quickly. Prabhupada wanted the books out and going out into distribution, and now. Um, we're also going back over some of those books and saying, okay, we've got many, many years of experience now in both translation and philosophy, and mm. we should go back and have a look and see what kind of job was done and can we improve it. And so some languages are going through that process and, and um, looking at the books and re, or maybe just say cleaning them up. And some languages are new to us, like we printed our first books in Albanian Oh. Um, on. So we had to find a translator who was totally new to Krishna consciousness and work with that person. And um, how do you do Sanskrit? How do you take Sanskrit and translate it into, I mean, diacritics and translate into yeah. another alphabet? So we have, I think, three alphabets at our BBT so, that we have to work with. And um, so these just these kinds of systems are the sort of the editorial side of things. And, and how big of a team is that that kind of oversees that with you? Um, well, we have our trustee and and our, say, financial purse manager. And then we have um, a design, two designers mm. who help with the covers and the text designs. And we have, um, so I've never counted us up. I think we have seven. <laughs> It's not very many, let's yeah. put it that way, for the amount of work that we do. Yeah. I think we, if we were to spread at our BBT, if we were to spread out our production and printing, we probably pr print a book every few days, even though it doesn't quite work like that. But yeah. that's the amount, the volume that we do there. Wow. So it's, it's a lot of um, pre-press work. Huh. And... You know, and then you've got all these. So that's just our little pre-press team. But we also got all the the devotees in their languages working mm. hard at translation and editing, proofreading, 
Yeah. So in terms, you mentioned you've been involved with publishing for 16 years. Is that what you said? I've been involved with the BBT for 16 years. I've been involved with publishing for about 40. 40. Okay. Wow. So how... What, I guess to kind of to take it back a little bit further. How did what was your introduction to Krishna consciousness? When did you meet the devotees, and then how was, you know, what was that process like of kind of getting into publishing and then getting into serving the BBT? Um, I met the devotees as a teenager. Um, I think I first got Prabhupada's books when I was twelve, hmm. and then started chanting and reading, but didn't understand there was a movement attached. Yeah. Until I was about 15, and then I met the devotees, and so joined at that time. And um, that was in Toronto. That was in Toronto. I didn't live in the temple right away because it wasn't allowed because there was the Ted Patrick court case and all uh-huh. those like tells you how old I am. So <laughs> all of that was quite live at the time. Yeah. Um, but then I moved to Vancouver, and I moved into the temple there when after a year of university. Mm. Um, I had already been working in publishing, even as a student, as a high school student. I had a job. I worked with a newspaper, with a regional newspaper office. Mm. And uh, it was um, a small office. So aside from, you know, calling around to get subscriptions, I also had to proofread and do learn typesetting, which in those days was a real process. And yeah. I, I just somehow, Krishna put me in the line of publishing from the age of 14 on. So, wow. And then moving into the temple after some Sankirtan and, and that I was, you know, involved with anything the temple was publishing after that. Mm. And so working and, and is that kind of around the time that you started officially serving with the BBT? And is, is that something that you do full time or do you do you do publishing in public as well? In other, um, in other I, I only started working with the BBT about 16 years ago, but okay. before that, I was quite active with Gitanagri Press, with Satsrup Maharaj's books. I was yeah. his editor for 20-some years, and I've okay. worked with many devotees around the movement um, in a freelance service sort of way, yeah. and helped either guide their publishing, but especially involved with the editing of their books. And um and so the BBT was something I always wanted to do, but thought it required some special invitation. Mm. And finally one came. Mm. <laughs> um, the invitation was to help develop new titles mm. and to work with um, the Giri, what is now Giriraj Publishing, but at the time was Gopi Pranadana Prabhu's projects to try to serve that project. So. Wow. Um, that morphed into something else and eventually moved to the Australian BBT under their wing. And I ended up going to Sweden and working with Brahma Muharta Prabhu, who's quite a, um, a visionary publisher. Yeah. So, um, so, which is why we do anything new there. We tend to do all the new books there. So, uh, so just kind of a, um, more of a, I don't know if I would say philosophical question, but as an editor, because sometimes there's a lot of confusion about what is editing and sometimes there's a lot of controversy about what is editing and editing what what is what does it mean to be a good editor and and what is good editing what what does that require well put in the context of the controversy that's a hard question to answer but just as a general response i'll say that 
um, the first thing is that I think a good editor is someone who um, has a service move for the author and so isn't somebody who's trying to take over the book but is serving the author to help the author say what the author wants to say. Um, now when you put that in the context of the BBT then that still stands and um, at the same time the BBT has a certain um, philosophical meaning to what it's trying to do and so you know we may work with authors to try to help them fit into that mm. or develop some imprints so that if they don't quite fit into that they can write something else and it can be a BBT book without it having a BBT logo which has a lot of weight behind it gotcha so like the homeschooling book that Aruda Prabhu did many uh. years ago was it was done by our BBT but that's an example of a you know, a Hare Krishna lifestyle kind of book. It offered devotees something that they wanted and needed for their devotional service, but it wasn't really like a BBT logo kind of book. Mm. So it's, we called it Second Avenue Press or something like that. So that's that's like a publishing company or branch within the BBT. Yes. Kind of like exactly. under the umbrella, but... Oh, yeah. Right, right, exactly. What, what, could you explain a little bit some of the... Um, uh, like qualifiers that kind of can get a book under the BBT label? Like what are kind of some of the guidelines and qualifiers that help a book become a BBT book? Um, if you want a BBT logo on it, then it would need to be something that probably is philosophically oriented. Like we wouldn't put a fiction book or a cookbook or something like that okay. um, or a lifestyle kind of book, but it, it may be like commentary on something Srila Prabhupada's written or, um, for example, a devotee in Texas wrote a book uh, a year or two ago about Narada Muni. So a book like that or um, books like what Gopi Pranadana Prabhu was putting together mm -hmm. commentaries by the Acharyas um, like Briya Bhagavatamrita, Lagu Bhagavatamrita, books yeah, like this. exactly. We printed one of Banu Swami's books. We would have printed more, but he gave us only one. Mm. Um, but the, his his translation of Jiva Goswami's commentary on the on the uh, Brahma Samhita, we printed. Mm. We didn't print it, but we made an e-book out of it. Um, but that got a BBT logo on it. And, uh, yeah, books like that. I got you. And and roughly, it, it, it may be a kind of a, um, uh, there may be a lot in this question, but how, how many would you say kind of subtitles or sub, uh, sub publishing groups are under the BBT roughly, would you say? Well, I wouldn't say any of them are developed enough to say that there's a whole pile of them available, but there okay. they are. There are some. Um, we printed a yoga book. Devotees really wanted a yoga book. There's a devotee named Jayananda Prabhu in Sweden who wrote it. He's a, an experienced yoga teacher and a PhD in comparative religion. He wrote, mm. I think, a great book um, called Inner Yoga. Oh yeah. And so that book. Um, he and I worked on together for four years in the editing, rewriting process. and But we put it under an imprint because he wanted it to go out beyond the ISKCON world. So uh -huh. we put it under an imprint we called Ferryman Books. And um, 
So the you know the imprints can be created based on the reason. I see. I need, see. Right? It's it's still a BBT book, but it just has a different logo. Okay. Cool. So then I guess that leads us to, to kind of my next curiosity is what is what is the process of getting a book published by the BBT or even I mean as you as you're saying it's this is even a track where you get an imprint is that what they're called or an imprint imprint with an m Im, okay imprint so like an imprint which is it's a book under the BBT but it's it's put under a different logo and kind of uh, maybe marketed in a different way but what is what is the process of that like for devotees that are writing uh, that are aspiring to write Prabhupada instructed his disciples that you should write and yeah. so what it, what is kind of the process of getting something published well um, I'm actually the acquisitions editor for the BBT so that means that anything that's given to the BBT anywhere in the world is supposed to cross my desk and mm. and be looked at to see if it's suitable or if it can be made suitable for BBT publishing um, if someone is writing and wants to ask about it, you know, they can write to me and, and I can help understand what they're doing and whether it would work for the BBT. But um, but in general, if someone sends a book, uh, the first thing I do is send them back the author proposal that they can fill out. It's the form that we have to fill out, you know, kind of gives us the material in bite size. And it's like any author proposal, you know. Um, you give us information about how you see your book being marketed, who's the audience, you know, it gives a little bit of a an, a look into the author's mind about the, that, that person's relationship with the book. Mm. So when that comes back with the manuscript or samples of the manuscript, then I generally look at that. And if I think there's good potential, um, either for it to be developed, then I'll write back to the author and say, let's talk and see what we can develop. And if not, then I say thank you, but no. And I maybe even give some suggestions where else to go. Mm. Um, but if it looks possible, um, if it looks like, okay, this is a book that we would definitely want, then I take it to the BBT trustees and present to make the presentation based on the author proposal and the samples. And I package something up and send to them and then they discuss it. And, um, and then if, if they say, yes, we think we want to publish this, then it would go to the BBT's review board, which is a, um, not a particular panel of devotees but it's a you know I try I run that also but I try to find people who devotees who would have a reason to have um, some expertise in the area of the book and so I send it out to at least three people the manuscript and we get reviews back they also give recommendation whether they think it's publishable by the BBT um, so, Sometimes they say yes, but we want a few changes, or we don't agree with this, or this doesn't quite fit with Prabhupada's philosophy. The author and and the review board can then have some exchange, um, and then uh, the reviewers are kept anonymous, though, so that all of that kind of goes through me. Mm. And then everything is presented to the trustees, and then I just try to find a home at the BBT because when you think BBT, you think the BBT, but there are, I think, eight divisions. Wow. And so even if it's not, you know, say the North European BBT says we can't take this on, 
the North American BBC, I would ask them, I would ask, depending on what it is, who might want it, I try to mm. find it a home for being printed. So. And so these these divisions, it's it's one company, BBT, but these these divisions are kind of uh, they have maybe their own panel or their own board in each area. So like North European, North American, different panel or they have their own trustee. Trustee, okay. So so that means you know basically means a person who's taken charge and who's who's running that BBT. But you can think of it like not exactly like zonal in the GVC sense, kind of like that though. I mean, we have it at our BBT. When I look at a, a manuscript for our BBT, the North European BBT, I also think of its potential for translation because we have a very small English market, but we have 44 other languages. So um, if, if it were to be submitted to North America, they wouldn't be thinking like that. Mm, so you know, different considerations. English language, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so so that's why I say I try to find a home, or, you know, what would work for an author in the book type mm. of book. And I, I had mentioned before one of the one of a big kind of motivating factor for having this podcast, and and why we're so grateful that you decided to or agreed to join us today, is just to really kind of give you know, an insight as to what actually the BBT does, how it actually runs. Because I know for myself, this is this is a beautiful learning process for myself. I guess one thing that I've always been curious about, because, you know, my, my conception was, um, in, in all honesty, it was like, you know, Prabhupada produced, we, we got the BBT, Prabhupada created the BBT to publish his books. And Prabhupada's instructions was, if I, if I believe something to the effect of like 50% of the income that's coming back to the BBT goes for printing more books and then 50% goes to like temple creation and things like that. Is that, is that kind of still the model or if, if devotees are, are published in the BBT, are they getting reimbursed for their books or how does that kind of work in general? I, finance can get into the very nitty gritty, but in general, how does that work? Yeah. Yes, it's true that there's a, a model of um, that Prabhupada set up that 50% is supposed to go back into. Now, these things, of course, are dependent on the economies in different places and how it all works is individual division to division. Yeah. And it's all under the umbrella of BBTI. They sort it all out, the trustees together. So I, I can't really comment on that with any authority. But, yeah. but if somebody were to write a book and... Um, and send it in, then then there would be some discussion about about some sort of payment if that's what they wanted. A lot of devotees actually write their books and say, I just want to offer this as service. We just got a book like that the other day. Um, someone just said, I, I just want to do the service, but also make an ebook out of my book. I want it available as an ebook. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, we accept that book. <laughs> it's a, yeah. um, but it's it you know it, it just varies yeah. what we give for anything or what we need even to be brought to the table from the author's side also that also yeah, like what the the specific arrangement according to the the location according to the author according to the book itself yeah and and the th one thing that Prabhupada said actually is that um that he doesn't like the royalty model mm. and so that has disturbed some authors because that's how the world works mm. but we tend to, so we tend to not really work on a royalty model royalty and, uh, models mean as so 
as like a book continues to sell, then then the royalties keep going to that person. Whereas right. whereas Prabhupada preferred a model where it was like upfront, you pay for like what the book, you pay like a flat kind of thing, and then the BBT Prabhupada owns it. Prabhupada preferred that people write in service, actually. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he can set up a separate, you know, a separate model that he just, but he did comment on the royalties. Yeah. Model. yeah. So. Wow, thank you. That yeah, it's very. I mean, these are some of the questions that I have, and I'm sure many devotees have. It's just like, what is it? How does you know? How does it actually um, function as a company, as a as a as a as an organization, as an as an entity? And so that's very helpful. Um, what are what are some of the things? And I know there are probably a lot of things, but what are some of the things that are kind of that devotees can be looking forward to? Um, I know. Um, we were wanting to have Giraj Maharaj. Uh, Giraj Maharaj is coming out with a book soon. Um, but what are some other things that, and maybe you can tell us a little bit about Maharaj's new book, if whatever you can reveal. Uh, but anything but that's... book. Yeah, see, that's happening in Australia. Oh, really? So I don't work in Australia. I'm okay. aware that it's happening, but okay. <laughs> I can't tell you too much about it. So, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> so, so yeah, there are different areas that are, are dealing with different things like you're saying. So I guess in for the North European BBT, what are kind of some of the things that we can look forward to hearing about in the future? Okay, well, one thing that um, we're working on, of course, I just want to say, because this is the BBT and, and um, you know, we are printing Prabhupada's books in 45 languages. So you can look forward to the Albanian Ishopanishad coming awesome. out. Awesome. The peak, uh, perfect questions, perfect answers. Um, we are, are printing. Um, Chan to be happy just got done in German, and it wow. just got translated into Swedish. We have a little book called In Essence that I put together with one of the devotees in the UK, the Sankirtan leader there. Um, mm. Questions and answers, which we set up in a way as a dialogue with Prabhupada, and then in, at the back is five essays from Prabhupada taken from his books and um that 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 book you're saying is called in essence is yeah. it it's different from perfect questions perfect answers yeah yeah okay okay but yeah. it's set up in that kind of same style. yeah like we it's, you, it's set up it's set up originally it was the idea was uh, this devotee Sutapa Prabhu his idea was that we would have questions and answers so mm. he wanted to put question answers and I agreed to that but not but I wanted the questions and answers to flow like a conversation. So we set it up like an interview with Prabhupada, but it's just all pulled from Prabhupada's conversations and lectures and texts. So, um, so it it follows, you know, typical Prabhupada thing. It's got its own unique flavor. And in the back we put, um, like the introduction to the Krishna book and the introduction to Ishapanishad and mm-hmm. some material I pulled from the Nectar Devotion to make it because what is Bhakti Prabhupada if you ever read what Prabhupada writes in the Nectar Devotion about the definition of Bhakti and his his um, preface there is just incredibly a beautiful piece of writing yeah. so I put those sorts of things in the back and um, and uh, how to practice Krishna consciousness at home, I think, is also in that book. Mm. It was meant to be a very accessible book. So, and it, and also to create a format for doing lots of books like that. So that book is now being translated into Hungarian and Swedish. So, mm. um, 
So those things, but that's not what you really asked, I know. So <laughs> some things. No, I mean, that... but no, this is this is also. I mean, that that is the nature of my question. Just kind of what what are the things that are being produced at the BBT in North Europe? North Europe. Yeah. Doing. So that's that's wonderful. Okay. But yeah. well, the French Bogotom, the French CC, wow. the Bogotom. So to this to, up to this CC point, app. sorry to interrupt. What, to yeah. this point, we don't have a French Bogotom yet. Not no, we do. we do. Oh, we do. Okay. Yeah, but it's being it's being reprinted. And you know, these books, like some of these languages, when when you live in the U.S. or Canada, when you live in North America, you think English. Maybe if you're from French Canada, you might get a little French in there. But but when, like I spent seven years in Europe working with the BBT and I realized that, oh my God, there's a whole world of other languages out here. And, um, and countries, like when you think English, you think you can distribute so many books, but we printed a book in Esperanto and are distributing that. And we print books in Slovenian where they have, you know, a lot fewer people than... Slovenian speakers than in English so mm. the models are different and the development is different mm. so the Slovenians for example have recently printed their I think they're on their 3-1 or 3-2 maybe they've printed up to wow. and are working on the rest because it was always thought you know they could read another language maybe because it was a small group so um, in Norway, in Norwegian, we finally did a Bhagavad Gita just a couple of years ago. It's never been translated in Norwegian before because Norwegians can read Danish. So why don't they just read the Danish? Wow. But now they have a Norwegian Bhagavad Gita. So, um, so there's a, it's kind of exciting what's going yeah. on in, in a number of languages. All the kind of the Lithuanians just finished their up to their twelfth canto. It's about to be printed. These, wow completion volumes of the Bhagavatam. Um, so there's a lot with Prabhupada's books going on, but you don't really hear about it. And every time at our BBT, because we also run BBT Media there, hmm. so every time we print a book, we pretty much um, convert it to an e-book as well, hmm. and it becomes available electronically as well, which we try to distribute through Kindle and you know, Apple and Google Play as well as BBT Media. Awesome. And, and in terms of, um, yeah, in terms of the, the eBooks that you're producing, so those are, those are, are, I guess this is kind of a technical question. It's kind of a, a nerd, nerd question for myself, but, um, are you kind of, do you have to reconfigure each of the, for each different app? So for like Kindle and Google Play and Amazon, they're they're configured differently. Is that kind of how it works? Um, Kindle is a little different than the others, but um, but you know because we because we print in so many languages, we and and do so much production at our BBT. We. Um, we have a devotee working who's our production manager, basically, who um, is a techie kind of person. And he's establishing systems and systems and systems to just make all of this stuff just flow through. So when we do a print book, we have a way of converting it back then making it into these very simple plain text files, which can then very easily be converted to ebook formats. And it's becoming all a little bit more automated and more automated day by day. Nice. So I guess just to kind of wrap up, um, what 
what has been the most inspiring thing about your service at the BBT? What have, what have you at kind of personally gotten the most out of? I think, you know, just two things I would say. One is, you know, just the ability to spend my entire day touching Prabhupada's words. Mm. So I, in any language, it doesn't really matter, you know, because, um, it's uh, that actually has always been an exciting thing. It's why I came to Krishna consciousness. Mm. I started reading Prabhupada's Gita when I was 12 years old, and uh, Prabhupada was my guru from that time. Mm. So I didn't know, know so much what was a guru exactly the way I might know today more from Prabhupada, but at that time I knew that was my teacher. Mm. And and so to have the honor to, to be able to work with the devotees who, who also spend their lives on this, um, to me, that's just, you know, that's exciting and it's fulfilling and it's everything that I've ever wanted in my Krishna consciousness. Mm. So. That's wonderful. Well, you said, you said that was one thing. What is there a second thing? I'm, yeah, I'm the second thing is the devotees. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I wanted to say that because, because, you know, these devotees just across the world are doing incredible amounts of, of service in the background. Like mm. the Sankirtan mission is going on and your Gourmage, for example, is, you know, presenting it and pushing it and making it possible for so many devotees to go out and participate and and it's incredibly glorious. But behind the scenes, there's all this other stuff also going on, which is also yeah. glorious. And um, these devotees are quite happy to just be doing it, you know, and it, it's, um, there's some incredible dedication going on there too. Mm. And it, it's all part of the Sankirtan movement and it's just, quite ecstatic actually <laughs> indeed yeah like i said the engine it's the engine that's running so much of the efforts of of distributing Prabhupada's books those those books have to be printed they have to be organized and and produced so thank yeah. you for thank you for your service and thank you for uh, inspiring me and, and giving me a lot more insight into what the bbt actually is and and i'm hoping to we can have another conversation at some point in the future because this was very nourishing so thank you thank you very much thank you so much thank you again for listening to sankirtan Ur. please feel free to subscribe and share with your friends for regular updates and inspirational stories on how by giving we grow. Thank you for sharing this time with us. All glories to Srila Prabhupada.